So again, for the stream, welcome to our WCB Convention 2022 business meeting. And first, we're going to do in memoriam. You know, at first I was thinking we haven't had that many pass this year, but then when the list got put together, oh dear. <laughs> so here we go. Rosemary Spencer, Pierce County Association of the Blind in January. Pat Patnode, she's in the Jefferson County Council of the Blind in February. Josette Kernahan, she was part of Guide Dogs of Users of Washington State and a member at large. She passed away in, I don't have the date, March. I think it's March. March. March, thank you, okay. And then Gunther Dohouse, Jefferson County Council of the Blind was in June. Cindy Glidden, Spokane Council of the Blind in July. And Anne, I think this is our oldest member, Anne Rittenhauer. Oh that was Yakima Valley Council of the Blind in October. And Anne was 101 years old. Yay. <laughs> so wouldn't it be nice to think that WCB has helped her live so long. And Richard Orr, um, and he was from Capital City Council of the Blind, and he passed in October. So Byron Kazmarski, and we're not exactly sure of the month. Also lost Shirley Sharmer. Shirley Sharmer. Tyler Eckel in November. I don't have the month for him. I had his name. Tyler Eckel. Thank you, Glenn. Dino Rondon. When was, when, what, where was he from? From um, the Skagit Island County. Thank you. Anyone else? Okay. I just wanted to um, say very quickly that Ron Bradshaw from Bellingham also died. Yeah, Thank you, Gina. Yes, we got that for sure. Thank you. Byron, I said Byron, actually, but Byron yeah, Kazmarski. was going to probably give you the date. It was December 19th of 2021. Yes, oh. thank you, Holly. That You're was welcome. past our last year's convention, so thank you so much. A uh, former member of WCB, uh, Neil Vosberg. Yeah. I don't know if I said That's true. Right. Yeah, I wasn't current, but former is right. Yes. Well, he couldn't. He was too sick to join. Okay. He was very ill. Thank you, Sarah. Let's have a moment of silence. Thank you. A lot of phenomenal members gone. Next, we're going to do elections. I always am amazed it comes up so quickly in the business meeting. It might take longer than anything else, but I'm going to talk about the voting processes first. If Deb doesn't mind reviewing the voting processes for Zoom, and then I'll do the voting processes for in-person. All right. So for those of you in Zoom, the instructions changed at the last minute, and you are going to stay where you are in the business meeting link. So you did receive a different link for elections, but you are not going to use it. You are going to stay in the business meeting. If you are on ACB Media and you are not in the business meeting, you will need to be in the business meeting Zoom link to be able to vote. When it's time for you to vote, um, Cecily will ask you, she's your Zoom host, she will ask you for uh, those who want to vote for whatever the first thing is and whatever the second thing is, and you will raise your hands in Zoom and you will uh, vote for that. She will be collecting that and then she and Katie, our streamer, will compare their notes and they will text me and then I will provide those here. So your votes will be counted, but we're not going to do it the way we had planned because we think it will take too long. So just stay where you are, and whenever it's time for a record-type vote where we use the paper and nails in the room, then um, you guys will vote online. Thanks, Deb. All right, as far as in-person voting, for those of you who have attended conventions before, it's going to be the same. But we have many new people here, so let me go over that process. 
you will be given an envelope with 12 pieces of paper. I know because I helped count them. So we're hoping that's all we need. But if we need more, we can handle that. But those pieces of paper, I will tell you each person how many punches each person gets. So like I'll pretend candidate number one gets one punch. Candidate number two gets two punches. Candidate number three gets three punches. And you want to punch through the paper well enough so punches can be seen. Sometimes we've had problems where the punches aren't clear. And the voters, the poor people, they don't know what to count. So... Another thing, the voters are requesting that you keep the papers flat. Don't fold your papers because that can obliterate some of your punches. And also pass the papers to the aisle, toward the center aisle, because there's two aisles, of course, but toward the center aisle. And we have three phenomenal people counting our vote. Once they have the votes counted, I will announce the number of votes per candidate. If we don't have a clear majority, the top two will need to run again. So that's how we'll do it. Make sure that the hole punches are separate from each other. Oh, yes. You don't want to have them too close to each other. It looks like one big hole. Okay. So I'm going to just give a review of what the nominating committee presented yesterday, who they're putting forth, and then we'll ask for nominations from the floor. For second vice president, the nominating committee put in the slate Sherry Richardson, and this would be a second term for Sherry. For secretary, the nominating put forth the name of Danette Dixon, and there are three director, two-year director positions. The nominating put forth the names of David Edick, Beth Greenberg, and Frank Cuda. Um, Beth and David would be new terms for them, and Frank would be a continuing term. So I'm going to go back to each position, and I need to know if there's any People from the floor running. A few people identified themselves yesterday, but today they do need to either nominate themselves or be nominated by someone. And then each person generally has two speakers. Occasionally people have had three. The speakers will have a conglomerate of three minutes to speak. So if you have three people speaking, they don't get much time. Only a minute apiece. Cindy will be our timekeeper. But for two speakers, it's a minute and a half a piece, and we'll time the speakers. So I'm going to go first with the second vice president position. Are there any nominations from the floor? Are there any nominations from the floor? Are there any nominations from the floor? This is Frank. Let me just get it quickly. I move the nomination to be closed and that she be elected by acclamation. Do we have a second? Okay. All in favor? Aye. Opposed? Congratulations, Sherry Richardson. And Sherry, wondering we can hear from you. <laughs> Thank you all very much. I really do uh, appreciate it. I think um, I've really enjoyed serving on this board and and serving with um, all of you. So I, I'm looking forward to another two years. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Sherry. The next position is secretary and the nominating committee put forth the name of Danette Dixon. Are there any other nominations from the floor? Are there any nom other nominations from the floor? Are there any other nominations from the floor? I move that nomination cease and we elect Danette Dixon by acclamation. Second. Second. And all in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Danette, you'll be on our board. Want to make, give us a speech. You need a mic. Wow. Thank you, and I will, I'm committed. I love WCB and ACB. I'm here for the long haul and looking forward to what we will do in the future. Thank you. Yay. Yay. All right. 
Okay, here we are with the, a board, the three board positions. Okay, I'm going to do it the way Nathan did. He did by alphabetical order by first name. So that means the first person that the nominating committee put forth was Beth Greenberg. Are there any other nominations from the floor? You have one hand raised in Zoom. Okay. Alco Canfield. Who seconded the motion? Julie, if you could say who made the motions and who seconded, it would really help because... It's hard on Zoom to hear. Absolutely, Alco. You're right. I heard Kim seconded. Someone else in the audience did. No, I moved and Kim seconded. And Kim seconded on that last Cindy one. Moved. No, but no, but the first one, you know, um, there was one before. Frank, uh, Frank was first. And who did the second on the first one? Do you remember anyone? The whole room Red did. Was Reg. Let's just say just, Frank yeah, Reg. Thank you. I just really no, need that. Of course you need that, my dear. Thank that you. was my mistake. Right. Okay. So back to the board position with the nominating committee putting forth Beth. Are there any other nominations from the floor? I nominate Tim Breitenfeld. It's Lisa. Lisa, thank you. Are there any other nominations from the floor? I nominate Thank you. Tim Breitenfeld has been nominated by Lisa. And J.R. Kinnison has been nominated by... Andy. Andy. It wasn't Andy. It was Mike. Okay. Mike Majors. Any other nominations from the floor? Thank you. For, and always say your name if you're moving for us. So Lisa made the motion. Nathan seconded that nominations cease. So first, Beth, who will your speakers be? No. It's just part of the motion. And who would you like to go first? Okay. We, we need you get a mic. Thank you. And um, do you want us to let you know when a minute and a half is up? Or do you want to just go? Doesn't matter to me. Um, as you know, I'm Beth Greenberg. And uh, right now, I'm the uh, second vice president for the Clark County Council of the Blind. And I uh, also been a member since 2011. I also was part of a previous chapter, United Blind of Southwest Washington, for a couple of years. And in between the times that uh, they folded and this new chapter, I did try to hold um, kind of like a support group kind of thing. I still once a month, um, make sure that the people that still wanted to be interested that didn't have access to uh, emails would know it's still on WCB as listserv and that kind of thing. And then also um, I'm on three committees, um, Newsline convention committee and uh, governmental affairs. And I've learned a lot about all of those things. And, and I enjoy all three of those and still plan to be on all three of those committees. But I like to learn more uh, about the governmental side of the board kind of thing and uh, also represent Southwest Washington um, on the board. Thank you. How many minutes left for Bob? 154. Bob, you're on. Thank you. Uh, Beth is definitely a, a go-getter. I don't think I would have been able to uh, be where I'm at without her today. Uh, when I reached out to her in uh, July of 2020, when I'd moved down to Vancouver, uh, she was instrumental in uh, getting the me getting me the contact information for the uh, members of the previous chapter, I called them to make sure they were still interested. And then uh, she is also very active in letting us know what's going on in the community. And I think that will be an asset for the board to uh, to be to have that to statewide. Uh, one one just one example real quick. The theme of accessible voting has come up several times this weekend. She was actually the one that uh, 
sent the information from the voters pamphlet about that to our chapter list. And so that is how I am planning to vote. I want to thank Beth for all of her hard work, and I'm sure she'll be an asset to WCB. Thank you, Bob. The next name put up was Tim Breidenfeld. And Tim, who will your speakers be? Lisa is uh, going to speak first. Lisa is my speaker. Just one speaker? I will speak for Lisa George is my speaker, and I will speak for myself as well. So you'll do you want to go first, or do you want Lisa to go first? Lisa will go first. Okay. Okay, I have a mic, so I'm ready to just start talking. Go for it. Okay. Tim Breitenfeld has been a chapter member of Yakima Valley for the last few years. He lived in Yakima and he moved away. He went to school in Vancouver and he came back. He's been an active member in our bowling outreach and uh, he always comes to the meetings. I think he, we got brought in because his sister was also involved, but he has been instrumental in us starting to get to a website. So I know Tim to be very articulate to be very, um, he's a good guy. He uh, has a job. He's a software engineer for J.P. Morgan Chase out of Texas. And I was really, really glad he didn't have to move. He can do this remotely. Now he is in Vancouver. And Bob, you're going to get a really good guy in your chapter, but we still claim him. He's he's very looking to the future. And I think he would be a very uh, big asset to the board. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. How many minutes left for Tim? One minute, 58 seconds. You're on, Tim. Thank you. I uh, am a new member to uh, well to the convention. This is I uh, received the first timer scholarship, and I'm very excited to be here. Uh, I am running for the board because, uh, as a young adult, I believe that I can bring a new perspective to the board and WCB. And I also have a strong passion to help other blind and visually impaired people be successful and live fulfilling lives. I, as Lisa mentioned, I am a software engineer. I graduated from Eastern Washington University with my bachelor's in computer science in 2019. And I've been working for JP Morgan Chase for the past two years. I am a new joinee of the Clark County Council of the Blind. I am a Lions Club member. And I also run a local goalball team in Vancouver. And uh, I am also working with Julie Brandon and some of the other officers to help put together and, and spearhead a youth recruitment affiliate to help bring new young adults into the organization to ensure WCB continues to thrive for years to come. So I strongly believe that the young adults are going to be who will help drive WCB and help it grow um, as we look to the future. And I believe I can help with that. Thanks. Thank you, Tim. And JR? Do you yes, uh, I have uh, a first timer. Um, Debbie Huff will be speaking and I'll speak for myself. Okay. And who would you like to go first, Debbie? Debbie. Yes. All right. Debbie, you're on. You need a mic, obviously. And don't forget to speak up. Speak okay. Up. My name is Deborah Atkinson. I'm speaking for JR Kinnison. He is a very ambitious person. He has been in PCB as a vice president in previous years. And um, he is very ambitious and um, he does a lot within our PCB. And um, he, I know that he would be a very um, <clears throat> asset to what's the WCB. Thank you. Thank you, Debbie. How many minutes left for JR, Cindy? Two minutes, 24 seconds. Okay. <laughs> all right. You, you can say a lot, JR. Thank you. Uh... Thank you there, Debbie. Uh, uh, yeah, I am uh, very involved with a lot of uh, 
fundraising for PCB and for Lions. And I was originally a few years back on the board of WCB, and I would like to reattempt to be back on and put more input into it. And I am really being challenged here today. <laughs> so please uh, vote for me. All right. So take a paper out. We're going to vote. Madam President. Okay. Yes. We have a hand raised on Zoom. Would you like to accept it? Yes. Karen Johnson. Hi, Julie. Hi, Karen. I just want to say what everyone else has been saying is so people could announce who their speakers are clearly and if they could speak slower and more clearly. And I know that's the third time you've heard that, but thank you. It's a good reminder. Does everyone have a, a envelope with ballots in it? Because there might be some people that came in a little later. Raise your hand if you don't. So just a reminder, you'll be poking holes and Zoom will be raising hands. As I mentioned, I'll just mention each candidate, Deb, for each. Yeah. Now I'll just go through the in-person first. If you're voting for Beth, one punch. If you're voting for Tim, two punches. If you're voting for JR, three punches. I'm gonna go back for Zoom. On Zoom, if you're voting for Beth, raise your hand and then Zoom needs to let us know once they're counted. One punch for Beth, two punches for Tim, three punches for JR. And Zoom hosts, let me know when you're done counting. Okay, for Zoom, raise your hands if you're voting for Tim. All right, I will now lower all the hands. Okay, all right. All of those voting for JR on Zoom, please raise your hands. Okay, we're ready on Zoom. Now we'll wait till we get the votes done here. And then Dom, I'll ask you for your amounts to add to my votes, so. Yeah. Yes, we do want a door prize. So we have a blanket donated by uh, Carrie and Jeff Bishop, a $25 Amazon gift card from United Blind of Whatcom County, and a $25 Amazon gift card from Glenn and Ursula McCulley, and a bracelet. <laughs> wow, that's a big one. Okay, our winner is Michael Fawcett. Is he in the room? Yes, he's here. He's, crazy. he's here. All right. Michael's raising Congratulations. We probably have time for another door prize, maybe. Okay, so we're switching it up. Uh, $25 cash from Snohomish County Council of the Blind and a $25 Amazon gift card from United Blind of Whatcom County. And the winner is Danette Dixon. Oh, Danette. <laughs> All right, we have a winner. We had 94 votes total. I can't talk. <laughs> okay, so Beth, 35, they said 37. Beth, 35, Tim, 49, JR, 8. Tim is a new board member. And that doesn't mean the rest of you can't run again, by the way. So Tim, could you give us an acceptance speech? Congratulations. Yes, I'm very happy to have an opportunity to serve on the board. And I hope that I can continue and, and grow the, the young adult uh, community and help the WCB continue to grow. Ensure that, you know, 30, 40 years from now that uh, we, WCB continues to, you know, to exist and, and thrive and help serve in the community. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Congratulations. All right. For the next board position, the nominating committee has put into position David Edick. Are there any other nominations from the floor? 
J.R. Kinnison is nominating himself. Are there any other nominations from the floor? Beth Greenberg has been nominated. Who nominated Beth? Be sure and say your names, thank you. Any other nominations from the floor? I think I've said it three times. Okay, nominations are closed. So we'll start with you, David. Who are your speakers gonna be? Uh, Linda Wilder and Kathy Wilson. And who do you want to go first? Linda Wilder, please. Linda, you're on. Well, I put um, David's name forth uh, to be on the board. I think that uh, David has come a really long way over the years that I've known him. And actually, we go back to when he was just a teenager when I was his counselor. Um, <laughs> but he has been a member of WCB since 1998. I think that's about 24 years in, is that about half your age, David? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so David has gone to le leadership training in the past. He was then nominated to be vice president of Pierce County Association of the Blind and later he was on the board of Pierce County Association of the Blind. He has served on so many different committees throughout the years. And actually, most currently, he was on the um, convention committee. He's on the history committee. He's done some of these things in the past as well. I think that David would make an excellent board member. Uh, the other very important things that he did for PCAB was bring a sound system which saved us a lot of money yes. and was better than uh, the one that the, we had at Tacoma Community, or well, it's TACID. Tacoma Area Coalition of Individuals with Disabilities. <laughs> and he also helped with the sound system for WCB at many of the conventions, many of the board meetings. He's brought a lot of his technical knowledge uh, to both PCAB and WCB. And I think that he would be a great board member, and I hope that you vote for him. Thank you, Linda. How many minutes for Kathy? 21 seconds. Kathy, talk back. So I was, that's perfect because she just read his resume. What more can I say? <laughs> but really, uh, he's currently our president. And I think he told me he's been with Pierce County Association of the Blind since uh, 2005 or six. Vote for David Edick. There you go. Short and sweet. Thank you. All right, JR, will your former speakers hold or? Pardon? He's letting it stand on its own. Okay. So we've already heard, so we'll let that stand. Thank you, JR. And Beth, how about you for your speakers? Okay. Who's going first? Reg. Okay. I've been working with Beth Greenberg on the Newsline Committee for the last several years, and she has grown in her writing. Her commitment has always been strong. She is a very dedicated, um, excellent person to work with. She is always brings a smile to the meetings, and she gets stuff done, and she always does what she says she's going to do. She makes deadlines. She listens to people. She brings feedback to the board. I am 
leaving the board this year. And I know what it takes to be a good board member. And Beth is definitely outstanding. And she would be great for the WCB board. Thank you. Thanks, Reg. How many minutes for Heather? Two minutes, 20 seconds. You can talk a long time, Heather. All right. Beth has been an outstanding member of the Newsline Committee. The thing that I love about her the most is that she has a silent strength. And as Reg said, she is always dedicated and does exactly what's expected of her on time. She is a hard worker. And I know that you have all seen all of the things that she has done to help get this convention together. She um, has sent us, as WCB, lots of informed articles over the years that she researches from all over the country, different publications. She's just always looking for things that she thinks are going to benefit the blindness community. And I cannot say enough about what a great board member Beth would be. Thank you, Heather. Okay, it's time to vote. So for those in the room, one punch for David Edick, two punches for JR, three punches for Beth, and we'll go back to Zoom. Those of you voting for David, raise your hand. So Zoom let Deb know when you're done with um, David. Okay, we're done with David. All right. All of those on Zoom voting for JR, please raise your hand. Okay. And all of those on Zoom voting for Beth, raise your hand. You got it on Zoom? Okay, let's do a door prize while we're waiting. Okay, so door prizes. So we have a $25 Starbucks gift card from WCB Diabetics, $25 <laughs> in cash from PCAB, and a bracelet. And the winner is, let's try Angel Daly. Angel, are you in the room? He's here. He wins. One more door prize. $25 Amazon gift card from D Glenn and Ursula McCulley and $25 Amazon gift card from United Blind of Whatcom County. Tanya Burkett, are you in the room? All right. Yay. Congratulations. All right. I've got the numbers and we're going to have to revote. <laughs> David, 44. JR, 8. Beth, 46. Whoa. So we needed 47 to be 50%. So we have got to vote again. So right now it's between David and Beth. Okay, so you have to get another card out. So one punch for David, two punches for Beth. And we'll go to Zoom. All of those of you voting for David, raise your hand. So again, one punch for David, two for Beth. Okay. We have the count. I will lower your hands. People on Zoom, if you're voting for Beth, raise your hand. Okay. And while we're waiting for that, we can do a door prize. $20 cash from United Blind of the Tri-Cities and a $25 Walmart gift card from WCB Diabetics. Oh, yeah. And a bracelet. Yes. Don't forget. I forgot the bracelet. Okay. All right. Our winner is Craig McCulley. Craig, is he here? Yay. So we probably have time for another door prize. Okay, so this one, sorry, you're just getting a $25 Visa gift card for a PCB and a bracelet. And the winner is... Okay, the winner, sorry, is Yvonne Thomas Miller. Are you in the room? No problem. Yay, Yvonne. All right. 
So this is close. Um, we had 45 for David and 52 for Beth. We needed 49 to win, so Beth is your new board member. And so Beth, I wonder if I can have an acceptance speech. Thank you very much for your confidence and I will do my best to represent Southwest Washington and rest you on the board. Thank you. So the last name that the nominating committee put up was for the last board position is Frank Cuda. Are there any other nominations from the floor? Linda Wilder just put David Edick back into nomination. Are there any other nominations from the floor? Are there any other nominations from the floor? Okay, nominations are closed. Okay, Frank, you get to have some speakers. Who are they? Uh, I would speak for myself. And no one else? No. Okay, you're on. Three minutes. You guys really want to hear a long-winded speech. Okay, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> In these tough times, the WCB, these leaders that are focused, leaders that are resourceful and adaptable. I'm straightforward, honest, and when I take on a job, I can be relied to get it done. We are an amazing organization yes. with fantastic human resources. As we move forward, I believe that we need to proceed deliberately and conservatively. We need thinkers and doers on the board who will take a strong WCB into the future. Our organization continues to make a huge <laughs> positive difference in this world. And I want to play a, a role. I vote for me is a vote for leadership that thinks first of how they can best serve others. I think that I am an excellent choice to fill this position on the board. I'm definitely a proud member of the Washington Council of the Blind, and I would be humbled if you would vote for me. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. And David, do you want your two speakers to stand? Do you have any other speakers? I would wish? like to see if they're willing to speak again, this time letting Kathy go first. Okay. <laughs> because Kathy did All right. Kathy needs a mic. So you guys remember the resume. I'm not going to go that short this time. But so um, David has, like I said, he is currently our president. He's on the website committee and he's our tech guy. So um, for our chapter, um, the website's kind of been a weak point and something that we've been really working on. And he's an excellent, excellent person for information and knowledge in any kind of technology area. I think um, David has a heart for the WCB. And I think that's what has him at the ACB spring meetings and the conventions and anything else that um, WCB asks of him. He does it. And that's because he has a true heart for the organization. Mm -hmm. I say vote for David Edick. Thank you, Kathy. Linda, how many minutes? minutes have? 19 seconds. Oh, you got quite a bit of time still, Linda. Well, again, I think that David's grown a lot through the years and he has had quite a bit of experience. And I think with each of his experience and all of the different committees that he's been a part of, you know, has just made him a stronger leader. And the fact that he is currently uh, the Pierce County Association of the Blinds president, um, He's brought good leadership to our chapter, and I think that he would be an excellent person for the board meeting, and I hope that you vote for David. Thank you, Linda. Okay. All right, in the room, one punch for Frank, two punches for David, and on Zoom, those voting for Frank Cuda, please raise your hand. 
Again, one for Frank, two for David. And then Zoom, raise your hand for Frank. And they're ready. To okay. Those on Zoom voting for David, please raise your hand. All right. We have it. We're done with Zoom for David? Yes. Well, is there one door prize available? Will we count? Yeah. Yeah. We're Let's still keep... trying to give away $20 cash from United Blind of Tri-Cities and a bracelet. Okay. Our winner is Sarah Edick. Are you on Zoom? We do have a Sarah. I'm assuming that might be her. I bet that's our Sarah. All right. <laughs> I'm here. Yes, you're here. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thank good, Sarah. I want us to do another one more, please. Yeah. $20 cash from UBS and a bracelet. And the winner is Viola Benson. You're Are you on, on Zoom, Zoom, Viola? Raise your hand. She, she is on Zoom. All right, All right. Viola. A $25 Visa gift card from PCB and bracelet. And Lynn Coral, are you in the room? Lynn is right. here. This is kind of amazing, but it's a hugely close race. Are you ready? David, 44. Frank, 45. So the new board member, well, old board member, is Frank. <laughs> One by one vote there. Frank, are you ready to give a speech? I know. It was too windy of a speech, I know. But, uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. All right. I want to thank every one of you, every one of you who, number one, put your name into the nominating committee, and number two, ran from the floor, and number three, new board members, all the new board members and our secretary and second vice president. I look very much forward to working with all of you this coming year. And again, remember, there's several years from now that you can continue to run. All right, thanks everyone, appreciate it. I'm gonna call on Lisa George now, our treasurer, and she's gonna review our proposed 2023 operating budget. So for 2023, we are proposing income, uh, total undesignated receipts of 27,850, total designated receipts of 24,000, for total income of 51,850. And if anyone would like to hear the line item detail, I, I can go to that detail, but I'm gonna do it at this level unless there is an objection. So for internal expense, we have a number of $69,600. And for external expense, $175,050, which equates to a net loss for the year of $123,200. And again, if anyone would like to know a particular line item detail, I will go over that. Otherwise, this is the proposed budget from the finance committee and from the board. As, as presented at the board meeting. This is Glenn. I'll reluctantly vote for this budget because I know we we need money, but but I, I would encourage this board to look at a couple of items on this, this budget. When I was last on the board six or eight years ago, we discussed, and I thought we were going to digitize and get rid of that damn storage over there in the Tri-Cities. Back then it was like $700. Now you're up to $1,250. Yes. I mean, for it to just sit there and collect dust, it just seems like a waste of money to me. I mean, I know if it's if it's 
something we need, you know, uh, historically, let's get it digitized and get rid of the crap. I mean, we can't go forever in a deficit. Like we, I mean, we don't get those $200,000 a year from the cars like we used to. I mean, we used to have back in the day, we used to give everybody $800 stipends to go to national conventions. I mean, it was, you know, thank God we saved a bunch of money then or we wouldn't have the financial position we do now. But, you know, our finances this year, nobody's finances this year are going to be doing as good as the last couple of years, just based on the economy. And so something we can reconsider, the board can reconsider this coming year and look at. Oh, second. Second what? He made a motion. Yeah, he made a motion. And who seconded it? JR. Okay, so motion made by Glenn to accept the budget as read and seconded by JR. Any discussion? Yes, this is Reg yes, George. I'm, I'm speaking in support of the uh, budget, but I do have a question about what Glenn brought up. I know that the history committee has been working hard to get that stuff digitized. I know yes. a lot of it has been done this year and uh, you shouldn't have to have, I mean, that's more than the phone system or whatever. Uh, I just wondered if they have any kind of projection of how much longer that storage will have to be kept or if the, if the hard copies will have to be kept forever. Or Madam President? Yes, Deb. As I recall on that topic of the storage, a lot of the material that's in there isn't even actually WCB stuff. A great deal of it belongs to some of our chapters. Um, I think a lot of it belongs to PCAB, if I remember. And some of, and, and I'm not, this. none of this is accusatory. This is just statements. I think um, that almost all of it is actually um, chapter based. And I don't believe that our history committee can ever digitize all of that. It's every record that some of those chapters have all the way back to the beginning of time. Not so much at this meeting, but I mean, the, the membership should direct the board to basically investigate this and do something about it. Because I don't, I think it is much bigger than the history committee um, project. And, and I think it's stuff that if chapters want to keep their stuff into perpetuity, they should be able to, but I don't think we should have the responsibility mm -hmm. to do it. David? Someone would have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe some some of the uh, items in storage are things that we can't digitize. There might be yeah. materials that we exactly. can't. Um, historical items. What should we do? I don't know. I don't have the answer yet, but um, you know, I don't think it's something we can totally uh, get rid of. So, so the board needs to, board needs to look at it this yes, coming year. Yes. yes. All right. We had a motion to accept the budget as read. Do we have any? We had motion and seconded. Is there anyone opposed? I call for the question. All right. Let's accept that budget by consensus. There's no opposition. Okay. All Yay. Right. All right. It's accepted. We can continue. Any more discussion regarding the budget? And we, we had some. Viola Benson with her hand raised. Yeah, this is Viola Benson calling. Great. Um, I had a question about the unanimous vote because in Zoom, we were not asked to be part of that. You're right. And I, you're was, right. So we, we didn't have a chance to even to, you know, be part of it. And I just was wondering what the protocol should have been for that. It would still be a consent vote because there weren't enough people in Zoom that there no vote would have changed. There no vote wouldn't have made. Asked if, they, if there was anybody opposed. Yeah. You guys, when we ask about opposition, we included Zoom people that could oppose. And them saying they okay, were. That was my okay. question. Thank no, you. I, no, I appreciate you bringing that up. 
This is all brand new to us. Believe me, this hybrid stuff. We'll also have Sarah. Um, I just want to say about the storage. Is there any way we can look into possibly less expensive storage? Is that is that a possibility? That's something the board will need to work on. Thank you. Thanks. Any other discussion regarding the budget? I want to say also thank you to the finance committee for having, and any of you, you need to join those calls. I love the fact that both constitution and bylaws and finance have pre-calls before the convention that anyone can join for any discussion or questions and clarification. And I think this is the second year we've done that. Is that right, you guys? I mean, it's phenomenal. So please feel free to educate yourself before the convention on both those things. Thank you, finance committee. We're gonna have the constitution and bylaws. We're already there. <laughs> Proposed amendments to the WCB constitution. Okay, so we got eight amendments. All have been, all coming out of committee with a due pass recommendation. They're not all anonymous, uh, unanimous. Some of these are pretty, pretty controversial and, and not we didn't all agree on all of them, but they did come out of committee with a due pass recommendation. And I'm gonna start by reading a summary of the first one. And um, we've already had a you know, discussion, open forum, they've been out there. We read them yesterday, but we can read them again if you wanna hear them, but we're not gonna read them default. I'm gonna summarize and ask if you wanna hear it read, okay? So the first amendment, amendment 2022-1, our crisis aid program, is one of our most important external programs. One of the first few things we really do for other people. It's a currently underutilized. We're gonna relax the, the current eligibility requirements. So qualified persons may be eligible once every two years rather than the current five-year requirement. So right now, you, you know, you've received aid, you can't receive aid for another five years. We want to re reduce that to two years. Is there anyone that wishes to hear the complete language? Uh, I, the, this is coming out of a, a, uh, a committee with a due pass recommendation. And my understanding for Robert Rules, Robert's Rules, that's a motion. So uh, all I need is a second. Yeah. Oh, wow, we got a lot of seconders. Nathan was first, so Nathan Brannon is the second. Oh, any further discussion? You have Sarah. Sarah. Does the amendment include more support for blind people that are homeless there's no specific language in the requirements that a okay. person being homeless or not homeless the needs are for power or 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 help with our guide dog health bills or you know food or yeah, not the circumstance the circumstances are not designated specifically okay okay i just wanted to, i want i wanted to ask i've just noticed that unfortunately we're finding a lot more people that are visually impaired that are homeless and that's really sad Thanks, Sarah. They can certainly call the crisis committee for help. Any other discussion? Either in the room or on Zoom. Uh, this is Doreen. To Frank's point about the funds being underutilized, I, I completely support the amendment, but I think this is another case where I think we can direct the board and the committee to make sure that the criteria for help from the crisis committee are well publicized. Um, and the crisis committee's practices, for yes. example, about preferring to write checks directly to organizations or to your landlord or your utility company, um, just so, because it is an important resource. It's an important tool of outreach. 
I don't have an opinion one way or the other about the amendment. Thank you, Doreen. Is there anyone opposed to this proposed amendment or the new proposed language? This is Gina Allen. I'd like to speak against it. Okay. I think that five years is a reasonable amount of time between times, you know, that people can ask for help. I think if you relax it and reduce that to two years, you're going to put us in danger of people that might want to take advantage of the system. And I don't think that we should put ourselves in that situation. Okay. Thank you, Gina, for bringing that up. We've had two forwards. Are anyone else opposed? I'd like to say a word about what the, what the, some of the committee discussion was. The feeling is, is that you know, we've designated in our budget a certain amount for this aid every year. And in the past, we would get eight or nine you know, requests a year that, that, that were you know, qualified and would give these out. And sometimes we even had to increase the budget slightly to get through the year. Now we're down to like two or three a year. So we feel, we feel that in the current times, for some strange reason under, under, we don't understand, it's just being underutilized. So we felt that it was maybe relaxing the rules that help, would, would help more people. Any other discussion for? Any other discussion against? I was just going to say that, you know, if we don't, if we don't like the, the you know slacking off the restrictions we yeah, can always we can always vote them we'll back vote again we can exactly. always send i mean point. it's not forever okay <laughs> that's all i'm saying thanks all right all those in favor of this proposed amendment say aye aye, aye. opposed no it sounds like the ayes have it the two -thirds. Well, what about the two -thirds. we might need to take a hand vote i think yeah. yes and we need to know zoom also well, you have to take them separately. And we do. And do it that fast. All right. Those on Zoom, let's have you raise your hand if you're in favor of the amendment. And we'll do that count. All right. We have the number. You guys want to send me the number? Lower your hands if you raise them for in, in favor. And on Zoom now, tell me when they're lowered. Okay. They're lowered. And raise your hands on Zoom if you're opposed. The number in Zoom is significantly higher for the in favor. All right. So motion passed. Thank you, committee. Amendment 2022-2. Okay, amendment two. Proposed amendment oh, updates the wording regarding the process for calling for a board meeting and provides for a restrictive executive sessions of the board. So I know this is so complicated enough. Maybe you want to hear the language. Does, is everyone uh, familiar with the, the, the specific language regarding what calls it, what is it constitutes an executive justification for an executive board meeting? You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay, okay, let's read it. Let's just play it. Amendment 2022-2. The proposed amendment updates voting regarding the process of calling for a board meeting and provides for restrictive executive sessions of the board. No changes to any wording in existing sections one, three, and four, other than the renumbering of sections three and four. This is the language Article 7, Board of Directors, Section 2, Meetings. The Board of Directors shall hold open board meetings no less than three times a year at the call of the President or by written call signed by any three of the board's members. At least six members of the Board of Directors must be present at any meeting 
and constitute a quorum to transact business. The board of directors may be polled by telephone or by mail ballot on any question. Section three, authority. Section four, compensation. Proposed language. Article seven, board of directors. Section two, meetings. The board of directors shall hold open board meetings no less than three times a year at the call of the president or by an email request by any three of the board members. The secretary shall post notice of federal board meetings on the WCBL was served no less than seven days in advance of each regular meeting. At least six members of the board of directors must be present at any meeting to constitute the forum to transact business. Section three, executive session. In between regular board meetings or as part of such a regular meeting, the chair may convene the board in executive session to consider personnel matters, to discuss sensitive litigation or financial issues, or to discuss information of a nature that is confidential to the parties involved. Prior to the opening of an executive session, notice must be given to the membership of the general questions to be considered. When the board next comes back into open session, the first order of business shall be for the chair to report whether or not action was taken and describe in general such action. Section four, authority, section five, compensation. So Madam Chairman, I would like to recommend the two passages coming out of the, the Constitutional Bylaws Committee and uh, I'd like to see a second. Then I'd like to speak. All right. We have a second for this. Cindy second. And Cindy seconds. So a problem might be like we're sued. Okay. We need to discuss, the board needs to discuss with an attorney or strategy uh, in court. You don't want this to be public. Okay. Uh, there are times when the board should be able to meet in executive session. Not many, but there are those. And we tried to spell them out. Any discussion? Sarah? Uh, Madam President, um, I did not get the reading of that very good. I had a really hard time understanding the reading. Did you have a chance to read it when it was sent out, Sarah? All I got was a committee report. I I was supposed to get my package uh, this week with everything in it, and I never got it. We went to the post, uh, the my mailbox today, and it wasn't there. So I don't if have I, a copy. If I could, I would like to just share a clarification. Yeah. So this is not out of the ordinary language for any organization. This is just saying that, the, so Sarah, I'm going to just summarize for you. It's saying that the board can meet for executive session and discuss things of a very private or personal nature that should not be publicized for the benefit of our organization. And that the board is required to report out though at their first meeting. So when they do meet and it is public, they do need to report on any action taken to the best of their ability without, you know, jeopardizing any um, confidentiality. Yeah. yeah. So that's all. So kind of like the crisis committee, except we don't say names. Kind of. The crisis committee. Kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I get it. I get it. Okay. Makes sense any other, now. Thank you, Sarah. Any other discussion? Gina Allen. Yes, Gina. Isn't this already happening? I mean, I know we have three public board meetings, but aren't there already board meetings that take place Yes, there without are. us you know, mm -hmm. knowing about yes. it? If we're already doing this, why is there an amendment? 
So we'll be leaving. There are telephone calls, but they are not meetings. We do not make motions. Right. And we do not make we don't decisions. Vote. Right. We don't vote. Okay. We do have telephone calls. It's kind of a clarification calls that we've had. This is Reg George. Yes, I just wanted to say it's to formalize the process. Exactly. Because it was you know, happening to a degree, there were times when things had to be discussed and it's better to have it, the, the procedure in the constitution exactly. so that things are done properly and with care so that no actions are taken without the consent of the membership. Right. And I fully support this amendment. Julie. Four, thank you. Yes. Glenn? This, this is Glenn. You know, one of the most important things about this particular amendment is Although we've probably been doing it for years, that it's been against our constitution, you actually are now allowed to call a board meeting using email because this is yeah. the, the old language said yes snail mail. So so we're actually bringing us into the the, the current century <laughs> exactly. That's right, Glenn. That's another point of for the change. Any other any discussion against? This is not against. This is for. I've dealt with tribal councils a lot, uh, thirty years in my career and um, other organizations and always they've had situations that where they could create legal liability if they're discussing personnel issues people have rights to privacy that yes. should be discussed behind closed doors right. um, and also like they said uh, legal strategy you don't want that in the the minutes because it exposes to the other side what your strategy is going to be going into court. And so, you know, you just have to have faith that your leadership is going to do the right thing on your behalf. That's why you elect them to do the job that they're doing and, I, and that they're going to only go into closed session when it's really necessary. Thanks, John. Well said. We're done with our discussion, so we're going to vote. All of those in favor of this proposed amendment say aye. In the room, aye. Opposed in the room? Only take the opposed in Zoom. Yes. Any opposed in Zoom? Any opposed in Zoom, raise your hand. You have none. All right. Ooh. <laughs> Amendment passes. Yay. Number three, Frank. All right. Number three. Where's that microphone? Updates the definition of a quorum for the purpose of conducting business, as well as the process for calling for a special meeting. The language for calling for a special meeting was outdated, it was archaic. It was before internet, before electronic messaging. And the quorum is too tight. It's requiring 20%. Today, we would have, we our quorum was 80. We got 94 voting. That's, you know, it's not, not, that's not that tense. There have been years, however, where we were just coming through by the skin of our teeth. And so our recommendation is that they reduce the quorum percentage to 15%. Does anyone, I, oh, the committee recommends it do pass, and I'd like to hear a second. Who is the seconder? Beth. Beth. All right. So Seconded by Beth. 22, 15%. It was 20%. We want to reduce it to 15%. To make sure we have to can move things along. Right? Like today, that would have been 60 instead of 80. Any discussion? Four, any, any discussion opposed? Anyone from Zoom for, for discussion? Katrina Allen. I may have raised my hand at the wrong time, but I was um, raising my hand for the amendment. Okay. So my point of clarification is just without scraping my eyes through the large print. Um, 
does a definition of presence at this point include both um, in-person and virtual? Yes. Thank you. Actually, it's in the wax, it's in the state code. If you're if you're present on the phone, you are present. Mm -hmm. Okay. Any discussion? All those in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed. All those on Zoom. Any opposed on Zoom? Doesn't sound like it. It passed. All right. We're moving along. Twenty twenty two dash four. The proposed amendment offers the opportunity of officers to run for a third two-year term. They currently are restricted to two two-year terms. And this, this doesn't mean that they have to, but they can, if they choose, run for a third two-year term. For us, so they could be an officer for six years. And this is just officers. We have a second amendment for the board members, directors. Well, we don't need them Recommend no, the committee recommends a due pass. <laughs> Are there any seconders? Any discussion for this amendment? Any discussion against this amendment? Yes. No, no. Brown, I'm speaking against this, this amendment. Okay. I believe that this actually dissuades people from running, yes. especially when they're running against somebody who has been on the board multiple years already. We continue, we need to continue to encourage new people to run to develop leadership. Yes. Thank you. Any for? Denise Colley, I don't know if it's for or against, but it's a raised hand. I have a question. I would really like to know from the Constitution and Bylaws Committee, the rationale for this. Well, we have a treasurer who's going to expire next year. And we thought I hope we so. would like to see her stay a little longer. However, it's unfair to have just one officer give some special kind of, you know, if you do it for one officer, perhaps you should do it for all officers. Look at the national, uh, they, they allow officers six years and, and board members eight years. It's not extreme. Did I answer your question, Denise? Yes. May I speak against? Yes, Andy. Do we have any fours before you do, Andy? Because we had an against already. Okay, Andy. I, I think if a person's in a position too long, they become too professional at the job. And this is not a professional organization, organization excuse me. And they start taking ownership. Okay. Yeah. I'm against, Julie. Okay. You want to speak against? Yeah, well. Do we have any fours? Okay, go ahead, Glenn. Well, I just... Yeah, I kind of agree with what Judy said about if you want to get new people in. I mean, I I I know ACB does three two year terms on their on their uh, officers mm -hmm. as well, which it's it's in a theory it's okay. But what this organization really needs is to limit how long someone can be on the board. Yeah. No, no offense <laughs> to Frank, but he's been an office longer than Patty Burley. Anyone else from Zoom or? I'd like to point something out, and that is. We do have some long timers. We have three people on the board that have been on the board a long time. So that's three out of a dozen. But all the rest of the people are new. This is Reg speaking Reg, against. Against, okay. Uh, I just don't, don't see any point in um, that it really helps the organization to put off the problem that the justification for it does not... Um, in in this uh, time that we're in, really, 
hold up for me. And, and so I'm opposed. Thank you. Okay. And we do have an in favor up here. This is Cindy We're and I'm speaking in favor. Okay. So I believe this is like insurance just because somebody runs does not mean we need to vote them back in just because somebody runs for a second or third term, mm -hmm. even right now does not mean that they are automatic. Um, we let their work, their service, their demonstration decide whether we vote for them or not. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is deserving and wants to run again and is willing to commit another two years and has learned and is committed and given, we should have that option to vote them back in. And if they don't, we don't. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, it's not that it's no guarantee that they get a third term. It's no guarantee somebody gets a second term. Yeah. So there you go. Hey, thank you. Hey, Madam President. Sarah, are you speaking? I for? was speaking for. I was speaking for. We got we had a lot of against, but I, I wanted to bring up something of a, a valid point. The whole treasurer thing. I totally understand because um, our chapter we've got a really good treasurer, and treasurers of any in any organization are hard to find. I, I don't care what organization you're in. Who wants? Nope. Nobody really wants to be a treasurer. So this totally makes sense. At first, I was opposed to it, but hearing Frank's argument, I'm <laughs> he swayed me. <laughs> yeah. But we've had at least three for both sides, so I'm going to call for the question. Uh, this this is a constitutional change, so we need a two thirds on this, right? Yeah. That's yes. Correct. Yes. Yeah. We might have to do a hand vote. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yes. We do voice vote first. We don't have to serve up the rules. We do not have to voice vote. And I as a member of the call for an actual ballot vote. She wants a ballot vote. Uh, I, there's no rule, but I see no reason if a, if a person requests it, why we shouldn't. That's fine. We can go that route. So get your ballots out. We've had a member request a ballot vote for this, thinking it might be that close. But we, does there's no reason to make it an anonymous vote because it's not like we're voting for an election. Yeah, we could, do, is there anybody in the room that, that's really concerned that the person next to them might see how they're voting? I it's mean, not out for anonymity, it's for count, I believe. So why don't we just do a show of hands? Yeah. Hands are fine. I agree, Frank. Yeah, because it's for count, it's not for anonymity, right? Okay. Yes, David. Is, is that okay with the person that requested the uh, the ballot vote? If we just do a raise of hands, I can't see how many hands are up or down. You don't need so to. we have counters. doing a hand vote is not necessarily any more efficient than just doing a ballot vote. We have a counter. We have counters. We have cited counters, Judy. I understand you have cited counters, but this will be an actual vote that will be verifiable. I move we vote this by a hand vote. Yeah. Okay. Second it. All in favor to do by hand vote, say aye. Aye. Opposed? Nay. Okay. The ayes have it. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. We're going to do both the room and Zoom. So first the room, and we're going to do we have our counters ready to count hands. Does it tell us who's voting? Who's designated? Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's counting for us? Is it your same counters? Yes, I think so. Are they here? Danielle, are you here? Lisa? So we've got John, Danielle, and Lisa. Okay. All those in favor 
of this motion, raise your hand. And the Zooms can raise. And Zoom, you can raise your hand at the same time if you're in favor. They can count too. Yeah, they can count that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot more advice there. And counters, let us know when you're done. We have it on Zoom. We're oh, holding hands. up both hands. Yes. Um, do we have the count? All right. We have a Zoom count. And you have a Zoom count? Great. Yes. All those opposed, please raise your hand. And Zoom, raise your hands if you're opposed. Okay. Okay. Want to give us the counts here? All right. 51 in favor, 20 against. The motion passed, or the amendment passed, not motion. Anymore. Confusing. All right. Thank you. Frank, you're on number five. All right. 20. 20 against, yes. Amendment 2022-5. The proposed amendment offers the opportunity for board directors to serve as many as three consecutive two-year terms instead of just two two-year terms. The committee recommends a due pass. Now I'd like a second. Who wants to second? Who seconded first back there? Danette. Danette Dixon seconded. Okay. Any discussion in the room for four? This is Reginald George. I'm going to speak against again. I think you guys are speaking out of both sides of your mouth when you say you want turnover. People can always rotate to other positions uh, if they want to stay on the board. If they have served two terms and they don't intend to be an officer, then they probably need to move back into the membership and let somebody else have a chance. All right. Thank thanks, you. Reg. Anyone for from the audience here? Okay. If you're going to allow the officers to serve three terms, then why not the board members? And that was, say your name, please, always. Mike Majors. Thanks, Mike. Okay, Zoom. Anyone against? Raise your hand. And Zoom, anyone for? Raise your hand. Anyone else in the audience against? Okay, Carol. I'm for it. Okay. I, I agree that we've already allowed the others to go. And I think that... We can vote them out anytime we want, so I'm for it. Okay, David had something to for or against David. Again. David's going to speak against from the floor. Officers are they have specific duties, and it's important to keep a good officer on there, and and even board members too. But if we're trying to get new membership and we can't get enough new members, or even members that have not been on the board in a little while. I think we got bigger problems. So I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm opposed to this. Anyone else in the audience? Um, Julie Harlow here. And, you know, with time and we learn and being on a board at PCAB, I tell you, over time, we've learned more and more each year. So each year, these board members, executive uh, officers, board members, everybody learns each year. If they grow and improve, new members are going to see experienced board members that have worked through a lot of the key issues. It's six years, people. Let us keep who is good for us if they're willing to do the job. Okay, thank you, Julie. Anyone else against on the floor? Hi, this is Doreen Cornwell again. I feel like people learn the business not only by being on the board, but by serving on committees, watching the flow of action. Yep. And 
I agree with David that doing new processes is important. United Blind of Seattle just went through and reviewed our constitution and did some research with Robert's rules about what different roles are involved. I, I hear the concern about finance and the treasurer, and I think that's something for the board to work on. But I'm against adding expectation or possibility of a third term because that also allows for a certain amount of laziness on more than one person's part and that it's up to all of us to keep this organization alive and looking forward. Thank you, Doreen. Haley, did you have, Haley, I think we heard yeah. you. Yes, I have Haley, a mind. There you are. I do have a mind. Okay. Um, I, I was very conflicted by this one, honestly. Um, I understand why those of you are against it are, are thinking so. However, I'm going to speak for it. Uh, the reason is that in these days and ages, you can tell how many places are closed because nobody wants to do the work. The people who have stepped up to be on this board uh, hopefully want, are doing so because they want to do the work and they vote, are voted in because they're entrusted to do the work. I think that we still have the opportunity if we find as a membership as a whole that the people we've elected are not doing their job, you don't vote them in for another term. But if they are doing their job, let them be um, working as a good team with uh, with the executive board or the officers and be allowed to run as third term. I think this would um, kind of um, level up the playing field of we can get new people in still and take those out who aren't who we feel are not doing uh, the best job that we want to see done. But we can also keep a, a good working team in office. Thank you. Thank you, Haley. I'm going to ask Zoom one more time. Any discussion for? Anyone on Zoom? Discussion for? Raise your hand. Sarah? I'm for it, and I'll tell you why. We could have voted for uh, some old people. We voted in a couple of new people, and frankly, I voted for a third new person, and I'm sorry that person didn't get in. Even with two terms, we were still, or even people going in for a first term, and some people having... Um, the chance to go on for second term, we still voted in new people um, with two terms. And if we don't like the way some, like people have said, if we don't like the way something's going, we can always vote for somebody else. And I voted, like I said, I voted for new people. I don't have a problem with that. And I think uh, I'm cool with it. Thank you, Sarah. And hang on to that. I'll get to you in just a moment. I want to check with Zoom and see if there's anyone against. Raise your hand. Not hearing any. Danette. Okay, so like for me, um, there, there's no rule or law to say that they have to run for the full three terms. Mm -hmm. And if, if the members don't want them for the second term, even though they're, that they're running for the second term, the members don't have to vote them for the second term or the third term. I mean, it's, it's the members' choice whether they run three terms or not. Do we want a hand vote or a voice vote? All right, we'll do hand like we did the other one. And Zoom can vote at the same time. So all of those in the room for this amendment, raise your hand. And all of those on Zoom for this amendment, raise your hand. You got them counted. How about Zoom? Got Zoom? Yes, they're good. All right. Everyone in the room opposed to this amendment, raise your hand. And everyone on Zoom opposed, raise your hand. All right. So 451 votes against 22. The fours have it. Amendment pass. All right. Thank you. Okay, number six, Frank. Amendment 2022-6. Um, it's interesting. Our state constitution 
in yeah, actually because of what uh, the, the national constitution requires, it says, you know, that if you're a voting member of WCB, you're a voting member of the national. And therefore, we are required to maintain the age limit for a voting member. What is it, 18? Yeah. Uh, however, it does not impose this on chapters. And it's, it's not clear, you know, and we want to make it clear that chapters can encourage younger members by allowing them to serve on committees and even serve on their board of directors. So that we're just making it clear. Okay, that's what this says. And we recommend a new pass. I'll second that, Andy. And Andy is seconding. Do we have any discussion for from the floor? Hey, that rhymes. Anyone against from the floor? Frank, to be clear for these chapters, the voting age in order to be the uh, president or officer, they would have to be 18, correct? Yeah. Isn't that the voting age that you're talking about? It says that they can serve in any position except for president and vice president. And it's still limited to 16 and above. I, I think you have a problem with the state law on nonprofit organizations. You have to have a president of, the, of a nonprofit. You have to have a secretary. And in the state of Washington, you cannot, I don't believe, uh, be a signator on a yes. bank account or other items unless you're the age of 18 and have the authority of signature. Yes. And so as much as I support the concept of the youth doing all of this, I, I, I would suggest that this may be in conflict with state statute as it relates to the governance of nonprofits and the authority of a person under the age of 18. I have a point. And Frank and then Glenn, I guess. It's stated in the wax about the signatory. Yes. If we stay, say it in the wax, we don't have to state it in our constitution. It's the law. You can't. So what do you want us to do? So a, a junior member can't be a treasurer or a, or a secretary or a signatory on the account. Yes. It's stated in the law. So my so, suggestion is to make an amendment to the amendment saying mm -hmm. that youth can serve in an ad hoc non-voting capacity. Non-signatory, non-signatory capacity. Yeah. They can't serve as officers, that's all. Yeah. But they can vote and serve on committees. Yeah, yeah. they can't do David, so. And they can serve as directors. Serve as directors. They just yes. can't serve as an officer. As an officer. Is yeah. that clarified in the amendment, do you think, Frank, enough? We have to read it. I'm not sure. Lisa, you want to just read that part? Existing language, Article 4, Affiliates. Section 3, Affiliate Compliance Parameters. No group shall be accepted as an affiliate and no group shall remain an affiliate unless at least a majority of its voting members are legally blind. The president, vice presidents, and at least a majority of the elected committee or board of directors of each affiliate must be legally blind. The affiliate must be registered as a Washington nonprofit corporation and maintain an active status. The president of this organization shall be an ex officio member of each affiliate. Proposed language, Article 4, Affiliates, Section 3, Affiliate Compliance Parameters. No group shall be accepted as an affiliate and no group shall remain an affiliate unless at least a majority of its voting members are legally blind. The president, vice presidents, and at least a majority of the elected committee or board of directors of each affiliate must be legally blind. An affiliate may provide in its constitution that junior members 16 and older may vote, serve on committees, and hold office in the affiliate 
except for the offices of president and vice president. The affiliate must be registered as a Washington nonprofit mm. corporation and maintain an active status. The president of this organization shall be an ex officio member of each affiliate. This is Cindy, and I would like to make an amendment. And I would like to move that we strike the words um, after committees and hold office in the affiliate, mm -hmm. except for the offices of president and vice president, and have it say instead. And so it would be um, may vote, serve on committees, and as board of directors. Friendly amendment. That's well, I don't know if it's friendly. <laughs> it, it will depend on I'm making that motion. Somebody needs to second, second. it and then who second? I'll second it. No, someone else did over here, David, first. Was that okay. Deb? Deb seconded. Okay. So I'd like to make a friendly amendment to the friendly amendment. I, I think it should say non-officer. The officers are members of the board of directors. Non-officer board of directors, perhaps. Board of directors, excluding officers. There you go. All right, now it's friendly. Um, may vote, serve on committees, and hold positions on board of directors excluding officer positions. And we have a second. Read it one more time, Lisa. Read it so Zoom can hear it. An, an affiliate may provide in its constitution that junior members, 16 and older, may vote, serve on committees, and hold positions on the board of directors excluding officer positions. Actually, Kim seconded earlier. It's all friendly. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Right. Is there anyone on the committee that's opposed to that change? We're just trying to not have to vote on it. That's all. Is there a discussion on the actual amendment as it stands? Yes. This is Randy Tedrow. Okay. I'm a little confused why we're amending this because the existing language does not exclude, nor does it allow for a junior member. There's no age limit in the existing language as it is now. I'd like some clarification, please. Want to clarify, Frank? I don't understand the question, actually. 16 and over, it said. It does have the age 16 there, Randy. Is that what you're questioning? or? Well, I guess um, the maybe I, missed, maybe I didn't hear it when it was originally read, but it didn't seem like there was an age limit on the original language yes, of the Constitution. Yes, it's there. Okay, my apologies. I didn't hear that. And it that. stays, yeah. Okay, first hand, is this for or against? Sarah, against. Sarah? I'm against. I'm not saying that, kid, that children shouldn't be involved. If the national and the state don't allow children to be in in the bo on board positions, then why should the chapters? It doesn't make any sense at all. Okay, Sarah, anyone else on Zoom for or against? Gina, Gina Allen, Gina? Yes. against. Gina's against. Okay, Gina. If you can't vote in a general or primary election until you are 18, why should you be allowed to vote in even in a Washington Council of the Blind chapter meeting if you're 16? I say let's have it so that the junior members do not vote anywhere until they're 18. And I'd like to speak for one. Who is that, Larry? Yeah, thank you. And I appreciate the adoption of the amendment to the formal motion. It's the right thing to do. You know, today we heard about people being in office for 32 years, holding different positions, 
We've talked about new blood. We've talked about the journey of involvement of folks. We heard two young adults come forward, put themselves up for election today. Your chapters are where you start your youth program. Your chapters is what's going to keep this organization alive. And until I die, I want to be a life member. And I want youthful people to come in and lead us into tomorrow. That's what it's all about. That's why you ought to have 16-year-old kids involved. That's why you need to grow your talent, bring them in, and have them ready to take over when we get ready to go to our rocking chairs. <laughs> I'm already, thank you. And Frank wants to speak. Uh, yeah, I mean, why should a 16 or a 17 year old come to a chapter meeting if they can't participate? Okay. This Are is we ready? George. This is Danette. On the floor. Uh, Danette, and then who read? You guys might not like me for this, and you're probably going to shoot me. And I. Mm. This has been a good discussion. Maybe we need to bring it back to the committee. No, no, I don't no. think so. We do not. Don't you shoot? Yes, we will. Because <laughs> it's not necessary. We can vote. No, it really isn't. Now that they've done the amendment. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, Reg. I'm speaking for this amendment, actually. Uh, it's, it's like when you're trying to get a job and you can't uh, get the job because you don't have any experience and you get caught in that vicious circle. You've got to learn, you know, parliamentary procedure. You've got to learn how to conduct yourself in a meeting situation and how to speak uh, rationally with other people and discuss your points of view. And this is the school. You know, and then when you're 18, you get the right to vote. So, yes, I'm for this amendment. Thank you. Are we ready for the vote? Call for the question. Yes. All right. All those in favor of this amendment, say aye in the room. All those opposed? I think it, I think, passed by acclamation. Zoom. Zoom, Zoom. Okay, anyone opposed in Zoom? Okay. Done? We're getting hands up in Zoom, maybe? No, I don't think you are. I think you're done. All right, we're done. Passed. Okay, you never know. Okay, you're on again, Frank, for seven. Okay, 2022-7. For years, we have uh, our constitution supports the, uh, the stipends and loans to national convention. And for a state convention, we have stipends. However, we've been giving loans for years to people to want to attend the state convention. It's not in the constitution or the bylaws, uh, but the board says do it. So we do it. And we thought, hey, let's just put it in the constitution. It's, it should be here with everything else. Is that it? Right? That's it. And you recommend? Uh, we'd recommend a new pass. Who is the seconder? JR. Okay, second. Any uh, this is Reg. Reg, what were you saying? To the floor. Uh, Reg George. Okay. I think that uh, there might have been a technical language issue with this amendment, and I think it should be read. I, I, I think it said his or her in there, and if that's the case, I just wanted to, that to be changed to their do we need to read the whole thing to do that? Well, Let's fix it. We accept it. Oh, okay. Anyone else for on the floor? In Zoom, you have Denise Colley. Denise, Denise. Colley's raising her hand. Okay, Denise. 
I just want to say thank you, Frank, for finally giving me something to laugh at. We have been doing <laughs> this wrong for I don't know how many years. <laughs> well, that must have been a four, Denise, huh? <laughs> okay. Anyone against on the floor? And anyone speaking against in Zoom? Somebody else has a point. Larry. Do we not already have wording that supports the gender neutral language in all procedures and policies? I thought I there was. We do. And if we do, this is a grammatical change that does not require an action of the membership because it would be compliant with what the yeah, requirements of the. We don't yet. Yeah. And I believe that those were adopted, I think, in 2017 or thereabouts. Uh, at one of the conferences that I was at. I don't think we have. No, we probably need to go through the whole constitution to make sure that it's all so. changed. But no, yeah. we have never done that. We may have talked about it, but uh, there's never been a formal decision. We have non-discrimination clause, but it's not the same thing. Okay, any more discussion for either Zoom or floor? Any more discussion opposed floor or Zoom? Okay. All in favor of this motion, say, on the floor say aye, and on Zoom raise your hand. Aye. Yeah, they have a Zoom count. Okay. Anyone opposed on the floor or in Zoom? It passed. Ooh, that amendment passed. Thank you. Frank, number eight. Amendment 2022-8. This uh, is archaic. There's archaic language actually in the Constitution. It says that our treasurer must write checks to pay all of our bills. Uh, she objects highly to this. She so would much rather do it electronically, and that's what this amendment makes possible. Who is that, Glenn? JR. All right. It's been seconded by JR. Any discussion? Four. So, all in favor from the floor say aye. 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 Anyone opposed? And Zoom, any opposed? Okay, you're good. We passed. Whew, we're done with them. <laughs> Yay. I'd like to thank my committee. It's a hard working committee, let me tell you. We yes. work, and we have some great discussions every month, and we definitely do not all agree. Mm -hmm. But we talk it, we talk it through. We talk yes. it through and work it out. Yes. And uh, it was a great job. Thank you very much. And I would rattle off all the names. What? But I'm, I, I just, I'm not able to do it. I can't do it. <laughs> okay. The next point of business would be resolutions. And I want to thank Denise Colley for being willing to chair that committee. And she might even do it again because we didn't have any this year. Any old business? Madam President? Yes, Doreen. Don't, um, I'd like to move that we authorize the oh, secretary oh. to... Um, uh, crib the the customary thank you resolutions. I was just going to say that. Thanks, Doreen. I second okay. That. Okay. Yeah, we. I, I move that we authorize the secretary to crib the resolutions from previous years and thank the hotel and the volunteers and whoever else we do thank you. Thank you, Doreen. Who who second that? Who seconded it? Danette. All in favor? Aye. Opposed in the floor. Anyone opposed in Zoom? All right. Madam President. Yes. Cindy. I would like to just ask that for next year, that there be a bulletin, even though we don't do it the same way we used to, that there be a bulletin that is created and placed on the website near the same time as registration goes up. 
that spells out all of the timelines of resolutions, constitution, the auction, nominating committee, so that there's better communication. I think that, you know, we we kind of got a little bit lax because of virtual, right? And um, I think we just need to make sure that that is a part of the process. And I want it recorded in the minutes. Thank you. Uh, and yeah, other- this is Bob Cavanaugh. Um, do we need to, because we were um, talking a little bit ago about the uh, budget and looking, the, the board looking into the storage, um, solution um do we need a formal motion for that no, no. it's been noted bob thank you for okay. bringing it up again but we've got it noted and the board's all ready to charge okay one more time any old business left before we go to new all right some of it's a little new business new business this larry watkinson mm-hmm. um i was a little bit surprised uh my good friend glenn mccauley said they talked about it but they did not adopt it but i would really like okay. to have the board and the constitutional bylaws or the appropriate as the president sees we really do need to look at how we genderize and identify within our policies and process. That again is a 21st century effort um, to we recognize and we need to en- embrace the fact that we have people who do not identify as male, female and others. And I really think that that's something that this group really needs to do because I think it's something that stifles membership um, and involvement in. And it's exclusionary having the him her. So I would really like to suggest that the president take a look at that over the next year. Thanks, Larry. And actually, we did note that, that we will be doing that. Both the committee, both Frank said that, and I said the board will look at that too. So thank you again. Any other new business? Hi, um, I mentioned to the uh, WCB-L list that we should really have a diversity, equity, and inclusion committee. Uh, Several states have it. Uh, there's a lot of resistance to it, but uh, given the push by national ACB to increase their diversity of race, uh, religion, uh, gender, uh, et cetera, non-binary and all that kind of stuff, we really have to think about this. And um, I got some pushback about it, but I really think that the board should think about this and make recommendations about it. Thank you. Okay, well, note that the, that's a board discussion coming up. Thank you, Lynn. Danette, and then someone else in the back of the room, and then David. Okay, so a question would be, like next week, would there be a survey going out on how the we think the members thought the convention went? Yes, there usually is like, after every convention, there is a, a survey, but I think we're going to rest a week out. <laughs> but we will get it out to net and the committee. Okay, maybe usually, not next week, the week after that. Okay, the committee usually does that. Yes, thank you. Um, they call me RB. Anyway, just for the clarification of uh, Larry's comment, it's basically you're saying it's the 21st century and you want to make it all gender neutral as far as the language of the of the constitution and bylaws. And so basically you want her, uh, okay. no, uh, him, her, you just want everything to be gender neutral, no? Right, got that clarified. Thank you, RB. David. David. The suggestion for a committee by Lynn, thank you, um, is great from anybody. And I know you're going to be looking for uh, people to chair committees. So is it uh, possible to suggest that someone wanting to start a new committee be willing to chair it? 
Well, we're we're going to talk about the committee first. Yep. But yes, exactly. we'll find we'll find a chair. Yes, is that Haley? If if this um, being new business about I'm um, having a diversity and inclusion uh, committee. Um, I agree with Lynn that it's important, but how to go about this when we, um, as visually impaired people, um, cannot look around and say, oh, okay, my skin's lighter than yours, your skin's lighter than the dude over there. And to make sure that we include everybody, are we going to do these surveys? What do you identify as? Because um, then we need to be sure it's accessible, who's going to form all that. Uh, yeah, uh, Nayla, so, that's good point. And those so, are part and, of the process. And um, I mean, we all fill these out um, on doctor things and everything else. Um, I think it's doable, but I don't think you can put a disability uh, in in um, all these categories. Um, I may be wrong, but you can't say, hey, Samara, you need to be visually impaired because we don't have enough people with um, this pigment of skin or this disability on our in our group. Do you, does that make any sense? Haley, those are good points. And as we consider it, because we're gonna the board will be talking about it, those are things we need to consider. Yeah, there's definitely a lot to consider. There is. I'd be it's willing a big to job. do that, but I think it's a very big job. It is. I'm not saying don't consider it, but it's going to be a very, very big job. Yes. Because we don't know how much um, diversity we already have in our group yeah. because we didn't ask. And that's why we need to discuss it. Absolutely. So thank you. Uh, ACB national is asking that um on their the, the last couple of years they've asked uh at least race and ethnicity in uh in the membership so that uh that is asked at the acb level mm -hmm. i understand they don't have a committee i just asked but yes they are asking hi this is doreen again acb has had for a number of years the multicultural affairs committee yep uh, which is, I that I don't think that's the only driver of DEI conversations, but no. it's a part of it because I think that part of the recognition is that there are different groups of affinity that might want to be part of a conversation. And when the Multicultural Affairs Committee happened, it became very clear that there were enough people with Hispanic identity or concern about Spanish language issues that they formed a subcommittee called the Hispanic Affairs Subcommittee. So I'm just throwing it out there as it exists. Other affinity affiliate that might be important is Blind Pride International. I think let's just have conversations over the next year because I think it's a really important thing. And I really appreciate Larry bringing up the gender consistency issue. Thank you, Doreen. This is Artist Basin. Artist. Uh, and the ACB has been asking for all affiliates on their membership applications to ask um, for um, both the gender identity and the um, ethnicity. Yeah. And so I, I don't know if you currently have that on your uh, membership application, yeah. but if you do that, that would help your affiliate to be able to create you know, a committee you know, that would be mixed. Sorry. Exactly. We do have that actually to send into if you have the option to answer. Viola Benson. Viola. I just wanted to say, are we going to continue this discussion or are we, I mean, this is stuff that the board has to, has to talk about. I mean, we have to get ready to do things. And I just wondered how long this discussion is going to be when we're not going to really decide anything currently. Can't say, but I just wanted people to have a chance to talk, but thank you, Viola, for those thoughts. 
Who's talking? Lynn. Lynn, thanks. I wanted to clarify something. Yes, the ACB has a multicultural affairs committee and a Hispanic subcommittee. However, the state of California has an IDC. I forget what it stands for, but it's an IDC. It's a, 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 a committee of in California. Some states are doing this, and I think that uh, multicultural is very important, yes. But we also have to understand that there are different constituencies that would like to, you know, people to understand, yeah, their heritage and stuff like that. So I, I just think that it's an important discussion. I agree. We can I'll leave it to the board to decide this. It is a board. Yes, and the board has agreed, actually, to, to pursue it. So thank you. Any other old new business before I give you some new business? Mike Majors here. Mike, yes. As far as I know, in the time I've been a member of WCB, and I have been a member for a while, there has never been an instance where anybody has been denied membership due to their gender, their ethnicity, religion, or anything else. So I don't know why we need to solve a problem that doesn't exist. Right. I think it's about recruitment. Thanks for your input, Mike. Would anyone like to make a motion? I think Gina did already. Then that seconded. They have one more door prize, so we'll let that happen. It's a three three cup rice cooker. Randy Tedrow. Randy Tedrow. Here, <laughs> yay! He can use it for his business, right? So we had a first meeting to the It's been moved. The meeting adjourned and seconded. Uh, so Danielle, such a great. We're done. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah.